0: As for those who in the present age are rich, commend them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good worlds, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for themselves the treasure of the good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that really is life.
1: Warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, no, Father Abraham, if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, they do not listen to Moses and the prophets.
2: Neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the Das war's
1: the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight Right? So what do we do with this parable to suggest that there is a point at which it is too late to be saved? Abraham tells the rich man that the chasm between them is fixed. There is no way to bridge the gap, to cross the divide after death. fact, I know, there's always forgiveness. But I do think Jesus is suggesting in this story that the chasms we face in our relationships with one another, the divisions we experience, the separations we create here and now while we are alive, can be healed, and we must not wait. While the parable depicts a
2: scene after death, My friend Drew argues that this story is about the
1: respect of the living for the living. He continues, the prophet spoke to Israel about justice, about respect for the poor and the weak. The rich man in this story had no excuse. His lack of compassion was his own. Yet somehow he behaved as if Circumstances were forced on him. Let Lazarus bring me water, he says. Even down there, in death, he's looking for somebody to serve him. Send Lazarus to warn my brothers, as if some special personal warning would guide them, as if their only problem was a
2: lack of information.
1: Drew says the rich man's life was impoverished because he lacked and mercy, the basic building blocks of an abundant spiritual life. The writer in the letter to Timothy calls it the real life, the real life. So the parable tells us clearly that we must see one another as people, equal and valuable in God's eyes, that we are all in this life together, That's why the climate
2: stuff matters so much.
1: And we must cultivate and nurture our compassion for others, as that is the path to a true life for ourselves, both here and now, and in the afterlife. So who in your life do you need to see,
2: really see? Your spouse?
1: child, a person in school who is being bullied, a co-worker struggling with addiction, someone who is hungry or homeless, a Muslim neighbor, an elderly relative struggling with health issues, a friend with a different political perspective, a person who is grieving, someone seeking refuge for their children from violence or hunger. We walk by as we leave our homes, our offices, and this church? Who is saying with their words or their deeds, Y'all don't see me. You just
2: don't see me.
1: Jesus is telling us that the right posture to have as a person of faith and compassion is to ask, What is your name? Tell me your story. To say to ourselves each morning, I know I cannot do it all, but I am committed to being compassionate in a world that often forgets or ignores what compassion looks like. This is the invitation, and I would say the command, of the story. And the truth is, is that this is hard for us, for a whole lot of reasons. We have different positions on social issues. We may not be confident that we can even articulate why we feel the way we feel about certain matters. We may know that in our heart of hearts that we are like the rich man. We really do
2: everything we can to protect what we believe we are entitled to.
1: We worry that others are judging us. That if we are really ourselves, vulnerable and honest, we may not be understood or accepted. Even right here, even at our own coffee hour, There are people who may not feel seen, known, welcomed. Maybe it's you. Sometimes it's me. In the busyness of our life together and all the good we try to do, I think we forget to breathe, to listen to the person right in front of us. It's a problem for a church that prides itself on all we do, on our traditions, on our reputation. It makes me wonder that perhaps we need a season of doing less, listening more. Expecting not that the cool water might be brought to us by someone else, or even that we will be warned,
3: notified, Communicated with in a particular way, but that we may be open to learning from others, to expanding our view of the
1: world by hearing different perspectives. Last week, young people here on Trinity's new creation care committee worked with the coffee hour team to have all
2: of us view of
1: instead of disposable cups. The teens learned how to use the sanitizer in the kitchen and helped with the cleanup. A small thing, maybe, but perhaps a true life moment. The young people in our parish inviting us to see their concern for our planet. To see them as agents of change in the world and invite us to join them. Change is hard, but our faith teaches us that change is life. From the death of old ways of doing things comes new life. In our green coffee hour, we had the chance to meet, to see, To listen to those in our community who long for hope, long for hope for our planet, long for hope for the future of our church. On offer, right here, right now, and that God is equipping us,
3: is equipping us for this time. And this is how God does this Jesus
1: died and rose from the dead so that we might live without fear. If we truly know this, if we believe it in our deepest place inside ourselves, that death has been overcome and that love wins, that love wins, my friends, then we are free. Free in the way God intends. Free to see one another without fear. Free to try new things, to live in hope. And curiosity about what comes next. Free to be people of compassion, people who risk for
3: the sake of the gospel.
1: We are baptized into Christ's death and into new life with him so that we are free to heal divisions, to cross chasms, to break down barriers. We come to the table each week, symbolizing this as one body, eating the bread and drinking the wine, trying to become more like Christ,
0: living our lives
1: without fear. At the end of the story, the reality of the situation
0: seeks in for the rich man.
1: He's not getting the water He does have a little bit of compassion for his brothers. Abraham sent Lazarus back to warn them. Abraham says, No. They have Moses and the prophets. It's all right here. They should listen. No, Father, he begs.
0: If someone goes
1: to them from the dead, then. For ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Do we believe it? This is the news, the news for life, news that brings forgiveness and challenge. and all this love to fill
4: time downstairs, and
2: we to 12.30 um, And we have a couple of other announcements. If you were here last week, we're doing
4: sort of a new announcement thing One or two parishioner announcements.
3: soon this week, there will be the um, same opportunity to sign up for help and to stay at the fair. Um, if you have any questions after looking this over, please do not hesitate to call uh, Cheryl or me. Um, it will be, um, we need a lot of help. As you remember, there are about 300 to 350 people come through these doors on the fair today, and it gives us an opportunity a week or revisit that we been um, entertaining with the fair for a number of years and we need as much support as possible. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. You? Uh, Robert.
5: Praises offered by your
1: people on earth. And grant them even now glimpses of your beauty and make them worthy at length to behold it unveiled forevermore. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Lord.
2: Amen. So, in the name of God and of this congregation, we renew our love and commitment
1: to you as our
2: organist and choir master here church.
4: to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore we pray to you, joining our voices with angels and dark angels and with all the company of heaven,
2: who forever sing with him, to proclaim the glory of